Mangalam Guru Devaya Devi Matricha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindavya Sarvalokaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarvadarma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankarachara Majamam Ashmarachara Prayantam Vande Gurum Paramparam Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Mahishwara Guru Devo Param Brahmantasmai Shri Guru Vedamaha Om Badra Kalyanamonityam Saraswatyanamon Maha Veda Viranga Veranta Vijasthana Evacha Sri Ganesha Sharada Guru Vyoda Mahari Om Hariyom 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 Jai Ma, good evening everyone. So we are continuing our discussion on the Devi Gita from the Srimad Devi Bhagavatam, an important Sanskrit uh, text. Um, 700 verses uh, describing, actually not describing the glory of the goddess. I'm used to saying 700 verses like the Devi, the Devi Mahatmya describing the glory of the goddess. 700 verse, verses, um, about actually so far, uh, 46 of them have not been the, the uh, 48 of them have not been the goddess speaking yet, but these are the goddess's words. This is a Devi's song, the Devi's teachings to the him to the assembled gods headed by the Himalayas by uh, Himavat. Um, so after thousands of years of tapasya, uh, great austerities and spiritual practices in order to get the boon, the vision, the boon of the Divine Mother, Bhubaneshwari Devi, um, um, uh, in order to get a particular boon that she be born as the spouse of, of Shiva, as uh, Parvati, um, and so she could have a son that could kill the demon Tadakasuta. That's the backstory, as we know. Um, but after this, all this tapasya, the Divine Mother appeared to them, first as a pillar, an infinite pillar of light, and then she took on the form of a beautiful goddess, the personal form, the personal goddess, Bhuvaneshwari, the mother goddess, the ruler of the universe, Bhuvaneshwari, the um, uh, feminine ruler of the, of the universe. And we describe, spent a lot of time describing her iconography, showing aspects of her nature, the iconography having meaning, both as being extremely motherly, right? And motherly has all kinds of meaning. Motherly means affectionate. Mother also means the source, right? Also, mother means erotic because from her, from her union, come she manifests as, um, um, uh, uh, in in as a universe. Um, but also as Bhuvaneshwari, she has also the quality of being the ruler, right? So I kind of described it also a bit of the the, the queen mother. That idea of a queen mother. Um, so she's both the impersonal or a little bit distant ruler of the world, right, as well as the mother of the world, which is both affectionate and mother as a source and substratum, right? This, uh, so all kinds of meaning that we, the, the, the iconography showed, um, had hidden within it or implied within it all so many aspects of this. So then the gods become overwhelmed, not knowing what to do. They lose, they get choked, tears flowing then from their from their eyes, the voices choke, they they inability to speak, and they pull themselves together, and then they speak. We mentioned last week, uh, they not having what to say, not knowing what to say, they say the words of the scriptures. And so they recite these beautiful hymns that we've been discussing the last several meetings. Like I just said, these beautiful hymns, uh, because 
but exactly it's one hymn they're simply praying they're they're hymn to the divine mother but i said beautiful hymns because the verses from these hymns come from various sources right that also shows the the a little bit of the or a lot of the nature of the the author whoever the author authors of this text was metaphysically or or um more in embodied right historical authors of this of this text um um the cho the choice of these verses the, the of the verses that they choose are very important so there is three main sections of the of these verses actually let me bring them up a little bit what we've talked so far and are you can see that somebody wave at me that you can see that okay good good uh, so let's look at these verses so the first let me go back here just recapping what we've just so far so struggling to re regain their composure their necks bending with devotion their eyes brimming with tears of loving joy they glorified the world mother with hymns namo devye mahadevye we talked about these verses so this verse the first five verses that they use to praise her are found in known texts this verse is very famous we we know it from the chandi from the devi mahatmyam right um um but it has it has an has a um um uh, precedent it, it has a earlier manifestation in the atarva shirsha um devi atarva shirsha these these uh, um verses from the atarva veda so i mentioned these are atarva veda is an important upanishad important veda there is an but the verses from this text from this hymn come from mostly from the rig veda so so these are really old verses collected and the purpose of the Atarva of the Atarva Shirsha, Devi Atarva Shisha, also known more popularly as the Devi Upanishad. We've mentioned this. I just want to bring it up because it's going to set up the next the today's verses. Right. Um, um the purpose of 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 that text, um, um it's hard to say the purpose of that text, right? It seems to be of a very important function of that text is to introduce the collection of these different verses about the goddess, about Rigvedic verses of the goddess together in this new text, the Devi Upanishad or the Devi Atarva um, Shirusha, uh, um, is to present the goddess as the, as pre present the idea of the Maha Devi. And in our goddess class, in our Hindu goddess course that we did, we talked a lot about this development of the idea of the Maha Devi. That there's not just different goddesses, right? There's also the goddess, the great goddess, right? And the Devi Gita presents a Vedic version of the great goddess, right? So including five verses from the Devi Upanishad in here in this in, in Devi Gita is also showing that Bhuvaneshwari, who's appeared to them, is the great goddess. And she is the Vedic goddess. Right, that she is a goddess of the Vedas, the the, the 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 goddess that the Vedas praise with these beautiful verses as the Mahadevi, right, is uh, is the same goddess that's appeared to them. So here you have, and you can say the, the who's Bhuvaneshri. Is she is she mentioned in in the um in the in the Vedas by name? I can't answer that completely. Um, I'm not immediately familiar that that name gets used in in, in Vedic texts. Right, but here it's saying that the so you can say Bhuvaneshwari is a Puranic goddess. She's here in a in the Devi Gita of the Shema Devi Bhagavat, which is a Purana. She's also a Tantric goddess. I think that's more uh, that's safe to say. She's a local goddess. She's a folk goddess. She but she's a Tantric goddess, 
right? A, a pranic goddess, a devotional goddess, a tantric goddess. Um, um, but saying that this tantric goddess, the, the presiding main deity of the Devi Bhagavatam, is also the goddess mentioned, is a Vedic goddess, right? Showing that it has Vedic um, um, pedigree, as I mentioned last time. The great goddess, Mahadevi, and the Vedic goddess is also Bhubaneshu, whom they're seeing. That's important, right? So these five verses, I mentioned, this is one, hail to the goddess, the great goddess, the auspicious one, always hail. Hail to nature, to the uh, propitious one, we humble ourselves attentively before her. Um, to her, the color of fire, blazing like the sun with ascetic power, and who is worshipped for attaining the fruits of actions. To her, goddess Durga, I go for refuge. Hail to the raft of swift crossing. The gods created the goddess speech. This is the verse we talked last week. The goddess speech, Vak, right? Devi vach, uh, Vacham, Devi Vak. The gods created the goddess speech, whom animals or creatures of all sorts speak. This speech is pleasing to us, this yield cow yielding food and strengths. She is well praised. May she come to us. And then the final verse we mentioned last week, we talked about last week. To Kaladatri, oh, I'm sorry, the two final verses. To Kaladatri, praised by Brahma, to Vaishnavi, to the, to the mother of Skanda, to Saraswati, to Aditi, the daughter of Daksha, we bow to that pure, auspicious one. Connecting the Bhuvaneshwari to the Mahadevi and the Mahadevi to all these ancient manifestations of God of the goddess or of goddesses, right? Saraswati, Aditi, daughter of Daksha means Sati, right? Uh, uh, like that. Durga, Vach, Vak, right, all these goddesses. And then the final, the the Gayatri mantra that was used. Um, ma, uh, uh, we bow to Lakshmi, we meditate upon you, the Shakti of all, Sarva Shakti, Shakti, Chadima Hitano, Devi Pracho, to that goddess. May that goddess illuminate our mind, illuminate, stimulate our consciousness. So the first five verses, establishing the uh, establishing Ma, establishing Bhuvaneshwari as the Maha Devi, right? The great goddess. Establishing Bhuvaneshwari as the same goddess that's in the Vedas, right? That's mentioned in the Vedas. Now, these next um, four verses, really, is going to establish her as the goddess of Vedanta, right? Now, we she's a goddess of, of, of the Vedas, and the, now she's going to be the goddess of Vedanta specifically. Not just Vedanta in, in, the, in its most general definition like you know the 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 goddess of the upanishads it's that she's that but it's going to be using language of the developed advaita system of vedanta right the non-dualistic school of vedanta the classical advaita school using the language the next four verses will use the language and examples and metaphors of, of the classical Advaita Vedanta, Shankara and post-Shankara, pre-Shankara, Shankara and post-Shankara, right? It's going to use that language. I believe, and we can just say, oh, it's just doing that. That's very, and and some have said, it's just, it, that's the goal of these verses, establishing actually the one we're calling Devi, the one that you were calling uh, uh, Bhuvaneshwari, actually is just the non-dual, and I can't say just the non-dual Brahman, you have to be careful. I don't mean that non-dual Brahman is not just anything. I guess it's just, it's literally not just anything. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, um, but yeah, I think, you, think you know what I mean. It's not um, 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 uh, uh, that she is just Brahman, Meaning, so of course that's fine. Okay, that we have a devotional attitude towards Brahman. Maybe that's what it means. We have when we pray to the goddess, we're really meditating on Brahman, 
That's one meaning. Or it could mean some people have held this also. This is all just a meta, of course, we can say all this is just a metaphor, right? Whether the goddess really appeared in the infinite pillar of light and took on this form, holding certain things in her hands for the gods. And why did the gods see her? Because they were kicked out of heaven. Why were they kicked out of heaven? Because Sati committed suicide in a fire. And Shiva became, Shiva, who's apparently the supreme absolute truth itself, became bereft of consciousness and was fainting and meditating on her and not knowing what to do. And because of this really difficult situation, right, they did they did thousands of years to posture to finally get her vision. So maybe that happened. I'm not claiming that didn't happen, right? It's it, it, in, in the mythic conception of it, right? But you could also say if maybe it happened literally like that, maybe this is a, this is a description of ancient actual history. You could talk about history of gods meditating for ten thousand years and goddesses committing suicide, or that it's 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 a metaphor, right? Uh, uh, for spiritual practice, the spiritual search and spiritualization, and and therefore and and from presenting her as the goddess of Advaita Vedanta, really what this could mean, some would say, some have said, that it's just the meditation on Brahm, that the purpose of all this. Is not devotion necessarily, not sadhana necessarily. It's 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 Advaitic realization, right? And to understand and until we can investigate the way the Advaitic uh, verses are being described here, right? Well, maybe it's that, and and we bow if it's that. We also accept that that's um, a wonderful contemplation, but I don't think it's just, I don't think it's that, or at least not just that, right? Um, because she's. This is a it, it, the Devi the Devi Gita. Even the really Advaitic, the goddess who's speaking very high Advaita. Here she hasn't spoken yet, but she herself will speak very high Advaita using the language of classical Advaita, right? In her own descriptions about herself, that I am Brahman, I am non different from the self, and the highest devotion to me is not devotion but realization of the self. And the, there's no difference between using that type of she herself will use that type of language in the text. Um, um, so, but the Devi Bhagavatam in general have a theology. It has a perspective, right? That complicated text, like all Puranas, but it's especially complicated. And but one of the one of the perspectives, I think, is that it is a goddess. It's a Shakta text. It's a what we would call perhaps a Sanskritization of the of the of, of the goddess tradition. We've talked about that in our. In our uh, in the um, in our goddess course, um, uh, so the it's using the Sanskrit tradition, the Vedic tradition, the Upanishadic uh, tradition, um, um, in a certain. I mean, it's it's hard to say, but it, it, it may be to legitimize a tantric perspective, right? It's exactly. I believe. I believe it's a Shakta text for sure, right? It's a heavily. It's a Shakta text. The supreme absolute truth is not just not just the impersonal Brahman. It's she's it's also or primarily a goddess, right? The god, the divinity is is a goddess, right? The supreme absolute truth, even Brahman, the impersonal Brahman, is a goddess, right? This is the view of I think of the of the text in general. It's heavily feminine theology, right? Goddess theology. There are versions of the same story or version of the story. There's um um we've 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 hinted at this a little bit when we talked about the Sati um, myth. Um, that preceded the setup to, to this vision. Um, there's versions of the de of, of I think it's there's one text. It's, the text is not. It's, I think it's just called the. Um, 
very similar to the semi, it's not the Devi Bhagavatam, but it's something like this. It's a Srimad Bhagavat something. Um, but it's uh, but it, there's versions of this text or the, these or this cluster of stories that's radically more goddess oriented, right? A, a, we could say a further development of the goddess tradition within this genre of Sanskrit um, um, uh, Purana, uh, Puranas, right? Um, but this is the, the, the Devi Bhagavatam, Srimad Devi, Devi Bhagavatam, where this text comes from, where the Devi Gita comes from, is already a a a a big development of or of 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 the goddess theology. We'll say that goddess theology in general, Shakta theology, which has its own characteristics, and in a large sense, Tantric theology, right? An aspect of Tantra. And there's many aspects of Tantra, and 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 many of you already know Tantra is most forms of Tantra are quite dualistic. Right, uh, um, and many for and most forms of tantra are Shaivite primarily. There's Shaivite tantra, there's Vaishnava tantra, and there's Shakta tantra. There's there's also Buddhist tantra and Jain tantra and things like that also. But generally, we think of tantra is, is Shakta, Shaivite, and Vaishnava. Of the three, most tantra is Shaivite, and of Shaivite, Shaivite tantra, most of it's dualistic, right? But this strand of tantra, of Shakta tantra. Right, focused on the goddess is non-dualistic in orientation. It's an Advaitic system. So that's why these verses today that we're going to do are going to be using the language of Advaita. But it's not, I don't believe it's exactly the Advaita. It's using the language of the classical Advaita, of Shankara and his successors, right, and followers, of um uh of Sarananda and 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 like this. But it's, I don't think it's that, right? It's a, uh, it, it's a different form of Advaita. It's a Shakta Advaita. Um, and I believe also this is closer to um, the worldview that the, the, the theocentric or theocentric or uh, uh, goddess-centric view of Sri Ramakrishna um, and his version. Of, if we recall Sri Ramakrishna's teaching Vedanta, philosophically Vedanta, you can call it Vedanta if you'd like. Um, it's not my preferred way to describe Sri Ramakrishna's teachings, but there's sophisticated arguments right now, like Ayan Maharaj and Vigyana Vedanta and the like. If you call his system Vedanta, uh, um, a the, a philosophical system Vedanta, um, it could be not dissimilar to the Vedanta that is being described in today's verses. So let's look at those verses. Let's see where we are here. I'm going to share the screen again. Okay. This is we're on we're in uh, chapter one still verse forty nine. Hopefully we'll do forty nine and fifty today. Um, there's only three more verses or four more verses, and the Devi finally speaks. We'll get to hear her voice. To give you a hint, if you haven't read forward, it's or if if you haven't read a few verses ahead, or if you haven't heard the goddess speak to you, right? It's going to sound the voice like a cuckoo bird, <laughs> right? The beautiful voice of a cuckoo bird, uh, as it's described very beautifully. Um, so they continue their prayer. Namo virat swarupinye namaha sutratma murtaye. Namo vyakrita rupinye namo shri brahma murtaye. So now it's each the what's repeated four times, the thing one, make sure it's four, four times is namo, namaha, I bow, we bow, right? So already this is a devotional stance. All these verses so far have been in in, in, in verses of praise, 
right? And who are they? We have to remember who are they praising? They're praising the Bhuvaneshwari, Supreme Goddess, and whom they're seeing, right? So that's important. Without this, the poetic setup that they're seeing the goddess, their eyes are streams of tears are flowing from their eyes, overwhelmed by what they've seen or what they're seeing. They're doing these prayers. We have to remember that because these prayers are full of, of abstract Advaita philosophy, right? But it's it's not abstract to them, right? This is their experience, right? This is what they're seeing. They're they're responding, giving language to what they're seeing in the in, within the in in the the in 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 the text as it is, right? In the story of the text, the literature of the text. Namo virat swarupinye, right? Virat means the. Uh, so let's look at. Uh, uh, see, we're using primarily as our foundational um, um uh, translation the that of uh, C. Mackenzie Brown. We haven't shown the book in a while, but there is a he has a good. This is a he's a professor, um, scholar, and who specializes in Puranas and specializes in in Shakta Puranas and especially specializes in Devi Bhagavatam and Devi Gita. She's done uh, almost important books uh, work on other aspects, other Shakta Puranas, as well as other topics also. But this is a main and this book is really good because. It has a decent translation. Translation is always a translation, but it's a good, I think it's a good, clean translation. He has, there's commentary, scholarly commentary, but it's meant for like intelligent uh, students, not necessarily, you have to necessarily be a, it's not an academic commentary, although there's academic notes attached to the commentary. And these are very valuable for those who want to study this text. There's not much other uh, resource material on the Devi Gita. Um, um, nothing like this. So it's one of the reasons we're giving this class is because we we this text is so wonderful that it needs more. So it needs more discussion. So we appreciate his. So we're using his primarily his translation. Namovirat. So he says, "Hail to her in the form of the cosmic body. Hail to her in the form of the cosmic soul. Hail to her in the unmanifested state. Hail to her in the form of the glorious Brahman." So the punchline at the end is Brahman, right? So this is again, so this is introducing her as the Brahman of, of Advaita. But let's look, let's look at the verse before actually, and it's using, I'm, I'm going to jump a, a, in a moment, we'll show how these four lines, these four hails are the classical four, fourfold aspects of Brahman called the, um, and I know it's like I lost today, um, Chaturpada Brahma, I think it's called, right? The four feet of the four aspects of Brahma. Um, um, uh, so that it's showing that the one absolute truth has four aspects of realization or manifestation or concept conception. But let's not. We'll, we'll we'll go we'll go to that momentarily. Let's look at it just as the devotional hymn, right? Without the 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 layer of, of philosophical interpretation which language it's using so we it's we have to go to that but let's look at it just as a, a devotional hymn namo virat swarupanye what is swarup rupa means form right or body right it could also mean essence of the nature of right so virat swarupa and swa also so if it said virat, virat means universal all-pervading cosmic he says the cosmic body right so Namo, we bow to the one who in the form of, 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 of the cosmos, the whole universe, the manifested universe is her body, 
that body, the Virat Purusha, Virat, uh, the, uh, the Virat Rupa is her form. Swarupanye, right? So her, whose swa means one's own, whose own, her own, right? So that means we bow, we're, we're bowing to your own form, which is the universe. So we can say like that, this, this universe is her form, her body, right? And this is not an illegitimate interpretation of this verse because some chapters later, she will show her virat, uh, her cosmic form, her cosmic body, her body as a universe. This is the reason I chose on this piece of art, to, uh, the graphic to go along with it. I'm Forgive me, I, I tried to always say who the artist is. I didn't have today, I could find her artist. If anybody knows the artist, you can put it in the, in the, in the, um, the comments or something um, um it's an srf it was made for an srf book um the artist has come to kalima that's why i'm embarrassed that i remember she, i've met the artist <laughs> she's come here before um a couple times before and she mentioned that she had made this and it's based on a yantra and she gave all the details it was commissioned for an srf book um the beautiful paint i love this painting right showing that this universe is her form right the virat purusha virat rupa but swarupa also means her name it's the nature of right so it's that this form this the 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 her nature is also this not her form this body the, the universe is her body but also the the universe is made of her essence we can say it like that um uh and then the next verse the next line namo sutratma murtaye so he's translated as the cosmic soul right so you have the body the cosmic body the 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 stuff of the universe the 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 items within the universe the universe itself made of all items she this is her body but also she's within the universe sutratma actually means atma means self or inner nature and sutra means thread right so sutratma is like my my i always have beads with me right so i have a bunch of beads and in between each bead there's a thread, there's a thread that holds it all together. The essence of the mala is the thread. So within every bead, right, the physical bead, there is some subtle thing hidden within that, that string. There's a verse actually in my notes that got lost. I had it typed out, but I, I know the verse. It's 7-7 seven, seven, the Bhagavad, in the Shima in the Bhagavad Gita from the Mahabharata. Um, there is nothing Krishna says, there is nothing whatsoever higher than me, O Dananjaya. All this is strung on me as rows of gems on a string, right? Uh, um, what's the term here? Sutre manigana, right? That all just like everything is strung on me, just like beads on uh, 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 gems or beads uh, uh, on a string. This sutratma, even for the uh, in my own monastic lineage, our dashnami sannyasi tradition. Um, in the there's a category of of Upanishads called the Sanyas Upanishads um, um, that are meant for that give the details and rules for like a super orthodox Upanishadic based Sanyas. Um, so orthodox, none of us. I, I don't know anybody who can possibly follow the orthodox principles of it. But like for instance, there's a justification for uh, in certain forms of Sanyas, we cut off the sacred thread. And then he says, well, how can you, how can you cut off the sacred thread, the thread? How can you uh, do any sadhana without the sacred thread? How can you study scriptures without the sacred thread? Um, um, uh, 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 that's a great fall down from, from the Vedic tradition. You're rejecting the Vedas. He goes, no, no. The actual knowing sutratma, 
that is wearing a sacred thread knowing the thread to which on uh, which within everything the thread on which everything is strung to know the self within all things the subtle within the gross that is the sacred thread one who knows that is aware of the sacred thread therefore a sannyasi who knows that is wearing the real sacred thread this is a typical language of the sannyasi upanishad the real sacred thread is knowing the thread the the self which is a thread within everything the subtle point within everything that type of rhetorical language is used so the sutra atma within the inner the 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 the, the self that's within subtly right so here it says so she's the cosmic body her cosmic body hailed to her in the form of this the subtle atman the atman within the cosmic body so if we were to use a language of sankhya we'd say the the hail to her who's in the form of pakriti right and hail to the form of this form of purusha you could choose that type of language but this isn't it, it we're not using that type of language because uh, uh the the pakriti, pakriti and purusha are different she is both in, in this verse this is what they're saying she is both pakriti and she's purusha she's both the body and she's the soul she's both uh, uh matter and she's spirit she's both another let's use um, uh, 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 something that partakes of both uses the uses the distinction of sankhya but in more classical advaitic uh form um she's both the subject and the object she's awareness and what she's aware and, and what awareness shines upon and realizes right she's a subject and the object because the objects are gross and the subject is subtle right so she's the gross and the subtle right so anyway this is this is beautiful i mean i think that this is a very profound right we it's not like we bow to her who's the essence of everything of a world that doesn't exist we bow to the her who is this world right and we bow to her who is within this world right sri ramakrishna uses has this beautiful uh, story for example he says um like a spider and its web a spider creates a web out of itself right creates this world and then lives in the and then lives in the web so the divine mother has made this world out of herself and then lives in the world right she's both the contain and he, he even says she's both the container and the contained right that she's both in this I believe how we can how one way we can interpret this verse she's both virat surupa and sutratma surupa or murti right so here another word another word so there's sutratma murtai murti murti means image or form more solid than um than rupa rupa could mean you know swarupa some of the nature of murti is more the image which is so interesting she's the her form is sutratma her we bow to her whose nature is this material world virat and who's within the material world the subtle essence right so next line next uh half line namo and so the sun it's interesting because i've seen some translation and even my own i was typing it out in the notes that i lost um, um my original thing i would say oh this is he's uh mackenzie brown seems to have gotten it wrong completely right namo vyakrita right vyakrita means that we one who manifests but it's not but because of you see that oh and the 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 um not apostrophe i guess apostrophe or something like this right uh the marking this is due to something exactly namaha 
avyakrita, right? Not which manifests that which is unmanifested, right? So he's, I figured he must be right, and I'm not, I'm not the right one. He's not, but sometimes we can see. But so we bow to her, right? Rupin yoy, and yoy is feminine, so we bowing to her, right? That so we that we're, it's calling out to her, bowing to her, respecting her, a feminine form. Namo avyakrita, she who is unmanifested, right? So this is interesting. So she is the manifested universe, right? The virat. She's, she's a subtle essence within the virat, the cosmic soul, as he pronounces it, as he describes it, the subtle essence, the atman, the, the, the consciousness within the body, the self within the universe like this, right? And she's also the av, avyakrita, which means she's unmanifested. She's the, what we may see in kind of sloppy Advaitic language, she's the, un, the, the impersonal Brahman, something like this, right? She's the, the absolute, right? I have a little hard time calling that the absolute because the Virat is also absolute and the Sutratma is also absolute. The absolute, one thing you can see, that's a, this is an interesting thing. I, this is a, a problem of how Vedanta and the Indian tradition has come down to us in most of our lineages. Most people, I know most people in our group here, I know most of our lineages, this is how they come down to us. We think, oh, we, we have devotion to, to God with form or the personal God, or we have an orientation towards the absolute God, the absolute truth, meaning Brahman, right? But, and it could mean that these verses could, could be pointing to that, right? But I think actually it these verses are going, are saying, or this is how we, how we see these verses say, we bow to the absolute, which is the virat, the sutratma, and the avyakrita, which is both the absolute, which appears as, who, who manifests as the, the universe, the subtle soul of the universe, and is the unmanifested part, right? The, 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 the unchanging, the unchanging, the unchanging, and the witness of it all, or something like, however you want to describe these three things. So let's so namo avyakrita rupinyue in the form of the avyakrita and the unmanifested. Namaha Shri Brahma Murtaye. We bow to it says Brahma Murta. So the form in the form of Brahman. So it's interesting now. Does Brahman have form? Right? So this this so if it's a murti is quite the word for form, right, or shape, or image, right. So the image. So, is this a mistake that they're they're oh they're 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 uh, they're they're this is the the murti is a wrong word for Brahma for Brahman, right? Brahman is impersonal or un, unmanifested or uh, um, 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 unchanging advaita adve, uh, non-dual. It's true in its true form, right? So to maybe in emotion they used the wrong word. They didn't use the wrong word. They're looking at her, right? Let's interpret it from within the text itself. They're looking at her form, right? This form they're looking at is Brahman. This form they're looking at is the Virat, the universe, everything in this universe. This form they're looking at is the self of the universe. This form they're looking at is that which is beyond, unmanifested, unchanging, the unchanging aspect, right? As as well as um, 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 Brahma itself. And so he... It says Shri Brahma Murti, right? Shri Brahman, Brahma, Shri is, he's translated as glorious. It's a beautiful translation, I think. The glorious Brahman, 
right? She is means glorious, respected, beautiful, like this, right? But Sri is also a quality, all those qualities of glory and shining and 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 happiness and beauty and all the things, respect that we that 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 are implied by the word Sri, they don't stand on their own. These are qualities of the goddess, right? Sri are is the quality of the goddess, the auspicious, beautiful, glorious quality of the goddess. It's also the name of the goddess or name of a goddess, right? It's a name of, of it's one of the names of Lakshmi, right? And it's and the names of the goddess are usually chosen or, or, or represent some aspect of her. Her qualities create her names. We know her by the name by her qualities. One of her qualities is Sri. Um, um, uh, 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 I'm remembering the voice of uh, Baba Rampuri. I don't know if you know he's a famous Naga Baba who's written some interesting books. Uh, uh, but he says it says that her name is auspiciousness, right? In other words, her name is Sri. Right, her name is auspicious. Prosperity, wealth, uh, um, flowing rivers, wheel, fields of grass, of grain, of uh, of wheat, and like this. You know, this is Sri. This is her nature. That Brahman is the goddess. The, that Brahman has the qualities of the goddess, which are glory, beauty, uh, um, happiness, uh, respect, fame, all the things represented by Sri. Sri Brahma Murtaye Namaha. So that's the first swipe at these verses, right? Just take them as they are. And this is how, when I, when I read these verses, I've, these, these, these two verses, this and the next verse, you'll hear me say, oh, these are my favorite verses in the whole text. These are, these are part of my favorite verses of the whole text, right? Even though Ma hasn't spoken yet. I think these are so important. Um, 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 we bow to her who is the universe, the world. We bow to her as within the universe, the how the world who is beyond the universe. And, and we bow to her who is the supreme Brahman. But that Brahman is glorious. That Brahman has luster, right? The Sri Brahma Murti, another term, Swami Lakshmanju, the great uh, uh, master of Kavimir Shaivism, he used to say that Shiva and his splendor Right, so that this world, he says, he'd say it with tears in his eyes, just like the gods did in this thing, tears rolling down. This is the splendor of God, right? That that God is not God is splendorous. To use to put that in 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 proper shakta tantric theological format, the absolute truth is dynamic, right? The the rea reality reality is intrinsically. This is we've talked about this before. This is a very good working definition of shaktism i believe that the absolute truth that reality is intrinsically dynamic right some schools of, of thought and even the school of thought that the language that these verses are using the pure classical advaita vedanta shankara shankara's version of advaita vedanta believes that the absolute truth truth is intrinsically not dynamic and that the, the, the what we see as the dynamic manifestation of the world is due to ignorance right where we misunderstand it the next verse is going to say that. We'll see. We'll see. But but thinking this, that, that Sri Brahma, Brahma the, the glorious Brahman, Brahman with Sri, or quality of Brahman as Sri, non-different from Sri, may mean that 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 the absolute truth is intrinsically dynamic. And and therefore, anyway, we'll, we'll get we'll get well, I'm getting ahead of myself. 
So that's my first swipe, right? This is the way I have caressed these verses for many, many years, right? I love these verses. They represent like that. This is the way I see, I tend to see, although I can see, I can, we can switch systems. I can see, I can switch to an Advaitic path and then see the world through the Advaitic Darshan, Shankara's Advaita Darshana, no problem, right? But that's not my normal comfortable place, right? This is my normal comfortable place. This is, I believe, the place that Sri Ramakrishna also taught. He used the term, so Ambikananda will maybe read a few verses after this, after at the end, and we get after we get into the next verse of uh, um, actually Thakur didn't use the term, but M defines some of Thakur's teachings as Kali Brahman. Not uh, Kali Brahman, maybe similar to Sri Brahman. Right. Uh, Sri Brahman and Kali Brahman, that, that Kali, Brahman and Kali, Brahman and Shakti, Brahman and Sri are not different, are inseparable, are the same. Two aspects of the same thing, perhaps, something like this. So, but I mentioned that this is using the language of classical Advaita, the Upanishadic Advaita. So in the, it was in my notes, I have to remember it, which I lost. Um Manduka Upanishad, in the Mandukya Upanishad, I believe, it mentions the four, um, this Chaturpad, I think it's Chaturpad Brahma, the, the four quality, the four uh, parts of Brahman, if you can say four parts of Brahman. And uh, they are the uh, Vaishwanada uh, or the Vishwa. This is, this corresponds to a state of consciousness of wake, of our waking state. Then there is the taijasa. This is our dreaming state, our dreaming state of when we're dreaming. Um, pragna, which is deep sleep or dream or, or or dreamless sleep. There's a bunch of sirens going by. Durga, Durga, Durga. Om. Uh, and then chaturiti, chaturiti. So these are the. We'll mention these first three. The um, vaishva. Uh, the Vaishvanara, Taijasa, Pragna, and Pragna. These are the uh, uh, wake, waking, the waking state, the dreaming state, and the deep sleep or dreamless sleep state. So our mind usually we're conscious mostly of these three. Rather, rather we're uh, we're we're we we have we're in our waking state of consciousness that manifests through this physical body and our waking body. We have our dreaming state. Dreaming state, we have a different body, with a subtle body, some subtle type thing. We have a different world, a dream world, right? And then the dreamless sleep. And even in dreamless sleep, it says that we experience, there's a great bliss in dreamless sleep also, right? Uh, that's why when we, if we don't get dreamless sleep, we don't wake up rested. And we, uh, we need dreamless sleep. We need to regenerate, right? And we touch, it says, the scripture says that we touch the self during dreamless sleep. But we do it asleep. So we do it in Tamaguna. So we don't wake, we wake up this, my Guruji used to say, he used to use the four states of consciousness all the time in his discussions. This was his personal experience. He says, we wake up the same fool, we went to sleep. Even though we've, 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 we've been emerged in the self, but we wake up the same fool because we've done it unconsciously. We can do it consciously through meditation, not losing our consciousness, go into the, into the dreamless sleep type of state. It's another state. So beyond these three states of consciousness, there is a fourth state called the chaturti. Chaturti means the fourth state, chatur, right? And by convention, 
chatur has been dropped. And so, so chaturti, that tur, turti becomes turiya. And so you've probably even know this word turiya. Turiya means to transcend. So turiya means a transcendental state. That means a state beyond the three states or are independent of the three states. The fourth state, which is a transcendent state of the three states. So waking, dreaming, dreaming sleep, waking, dreaming, dreamless sleep. We rotate within the three. Where do the three exist in? They exist in these three states of consciousness exist within a field of consciousness, chaturthi, the fourth state, the non-dual state, right? In that non-dual state, so the the three, the waking, dreaming, and dreamless sleep are aspects or certain sense or experiences or manifestations of the, the fourth state. The fourth state, the transcendent state, the substratum, maybe that's in a better, better language, the substratum from which these three exist. Can we ever see it? My Guruji used to say, I mean, Vishuddhavanan Saraswati, his style, he says, when we move between states, between waking and dreaming, dreaming and dreaming, it's like there's little tiny gaps the transition, those transitions, you can catch glimpses of the Turiya state, right? This is a secret. And there's all kinds of techniques um, where people are trying to catch gaps between, not only between states of consciousness, or which is hard to do, to catch the consciousness between sleep and dream, dream, for instance, or dream and dreamless sleep. Very hard to do that consciously, right? But maybe it's maybe it's also difficult, but easier to do between two thoughts, between two words, between two breaths, between two anythings. All things exist within that substratum of, of the chaturthi, the fourth state. So these four states, the waking, dream, waking, dreaming, dreamless sleep, dream, dreamless sleep and transcendental state or the independent state or foundational state correspond to these four thing, these four aspects that are being bowed to. We bow to her the as virat, right? So the Vaishvanada, the Vishwa, is the is also known as a virat. That means in waking state, what do we see? We see the external world, the virat, right? In dream state, in in the in the taijasa state, we live in the subtle world, the the um, um, uh, the of uh, the sutra world, the sutratma world. So sutratma is a reference to the dream experience, right? The pragna, deep sleep is where we don't experience anything. This is the unmanifested world, right? This is the avyakrita. Uh -uh. And then the chaturti, the fourth state, is that of Brahman, the non-dual Brahman, right here, Brahma Murtaye. So this is using the language of this Upanishad and later developed um, uh, um, Advaitic school, right? Uh, that she, she is these four states, right? Or she manifests these four states, right? So that's another way of looking at it, and it's using that language. We have to look at it this way. We have to see that, right? Uh, um, but I really do. Maybe I hope, but I do feel also, right? That 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 that's using that language, but in a in in a in a in a way that's more devotional and more um, 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 uh, shakta, right? That we, that we see she is she's the four states. That's fine, but she's also the world. She's the essence of the soul. She's beyond the world, and she's the glorious Brahman, which is both dual and non-dual, and and manifest and unmanifest, and form and formless. She's the Sri Murti Shakti Murti. She's Shakti and Brahman, 
combined Shri Brahma Murtaye Namaha. Brahman, also Shri is the qualities of the goddess, these divine qualities. She's Brahman with qualities. She's Brahman with qualities, right? What are the qualities? Brahman with qualities and Brahman without qualities. So we can say like that. So, how do we say? Um, so, the language of Advaita Vedanta that's being used here is the, the arguments being used. And the next verse is really going to use the classic example of the snake and the rope, which many of you know, we'll, we'll jump into it just now. Your time, we're okay. Um, um, it's, there's, there's many competing um, um, philosophical, theological perspectives in, 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 in Vedanta and Tantra and different things like this. Right. We can say there's, this is a slight conflict, maybe a big conflict of between two of them, right? And maybe some people hold, I've been told by uh, that, that, that this level of development in the, uh, the, of, of the Devi Bhagavatam doesn't know which one it is. It's, it's, it could be, I believe it does know which one it is, right? But it uses, it uses the language of both. So one is Parinamavad. Maybe you've heard this term. It's a technical term, Parinamavad. And the other is Vivartavad. Vad is the teachings, particular school of school of thought, the teachings of something, right? Parinama, Parinama means evolution, right? Or maybe, maybe we could say, I think evolution is a proper translation. Maybe transform. I usually think of transformation, right? That parinama by what is this world? Who are we? What is everything? It is. It has evolved out of Brahman. Brahman has become the world. Brahman has become us. Brahman has become the. Brahman has become what has become Virat, Sutratma, right? Has become the world and living beings. The or Jeev Jagat, Jeev and Jagat, right? Um. um the world has become the world and living beings, right? That is Parinamavad, where it exists. It's fr it's made. This is the idea of Ramakrishna's description of the of the of the of the um uh, the spider creating the world out of itself, right? It's it, where did the world come from? It, it's Brahman. Brahman has become the world, right? There is the the competing philosophical stance. Vivartavad means Vivarta means um. Um, uh, uh, um, what's, uh, what's the proper definition of Vivarta? Um, appearance. Maybe that's right. Uh, uh, the world appears, right? It's not actually Brahman. Brahman didn't become the world. The world actually doesn't exist. It appears to exist, right? So that's the competing school, right? And the, the language of these verses is that of the Vivartavad. Right, the next verse, especially, which we'll, we'll read just now, right? But it's there's slight differences, and I and 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 uh, Professor Mackenzie Brown uses he highly there's actually if if you have the 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 translation was commentary, um, I, read the commentary on or the the notes, not the commentary, the note on this ver on these two verses, right? Because he goes, he gives his argument for this inter. Let's look at the verse, and then he, and we'll see what he does. Okay, so I'll read the translation first, right? Through her power of ignorance, she shows herself as a world, like a rope appearing as a serpent, wreath, and the like. Through her power of knowledge, 
she dissolves the world back into herself. We glorify her, the ruler of the universe. This is the verse, right? And so it's using the classic example um, of the Vivartavad school, Vivarta school, right? Um, a lot of sirens. I hope everything's okay in the neighborhood. Durga, Durga. Um, uh, and I'll, I'll read. There's a, the Vedanta uh, Sada of Sadananda. This is a very famous uh, uh, description, a distillation, uh, an argument of this school of thought. And there's a chapter titled Superimposition. And verse one of, of this title says, Adyarupa is the superimposition of the unreal on the real. The unreal is superimposed on the real. Right. Like the false perception of a snake in a rope, which is not a snake. So, and 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 the example given in so many texts will tell a little story. Imagine you're walking at sunset in, in twilight time when things are neither dark nor light, right? And also imagine in India, the number one cause of accidental death is, as far as I know, is still snake bite, right? Poisonous snake bite, right? So people are scared of snakes, legitimately so, if you live in, in a place that's snake prone and children, people die from snake bite all the time. Um, so you're conscious of snake, you're looking for snakes, right? And in that, you're walking in the dark and you see coiled uh, in the corner, you're looking, I hope there's no snakes, and you see a snake coiled in the corner, right on the road. And you you get scared. Oh my God, a snake. Oh my God, a snake, right? Your heart beats and you think you're going to die and you're like this, right? But then let's say somebody turns on the light or the street light comes on or you investigate, or I have to go kill that snake so it doesn't kill me, doesn't bite me or the children or something like that. And you go and you realize, oh, it was just coiled rope, right? It was a rope coiled like, like a snake. And you, oh, it was, it was never a snake. It was always a rope. So what happened to the snake? The snake was never there, right? You saw a snake that wasn't there, right? And so th that verse from, uh, from the Vedanta Sada, you see a snake in a rope that was never a snake. So you see a world in Brahman that was never a world. This is the this is the the school the school of, I, I mean I mean there's all these technical terms I'm they're not fresh in my mind and I, and and also like. A, I had some of them written down in my notes to remind me that my memory is not the same. But um, I, I, in my own language, I almost call it like a harsh Advaita, right? I got a harsh view of the world, right? Uh, uh, that that uh, um, um, the world really is not real. Not like it's not what we think it is. That way it's not real or like, or we don't see it properly. If we saw it properly, we, you know, it's, it was, it was, there was, ne there's never been a snake there. It was always a rope. There's never been a world. There's there's always been only Brahman, right? So that's the classic example, the classic story, right? So here it says, like a rope appearing as a serpent, wreath, and the like. It adds actually another item, serpent. Let's see, where, did, where, where are the words here? Uh, um, uh, Raju, it says, but the Raju, Raju means rope, right? Sarpa means snake. And where is that? Uh, and srajat. Srajat means like a, 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 he says wreath or like a mala or a, a garland, something like that. But you can see 
so it's, it's actually very unclear he's he he whether it's a rope appearing like a like like you see a rope and you think oh maybe it's a snake or or you think it's a garland right but it's not clear because actually simply it says through her power of ignorance she shows herself like a like a rope snake and garland right it, it, it doesn't say like a like a rope appearing like a snake or garland it simply mentions snake rope snake garland right um so most likely it means and he's translated like a rope appearing like a serpent or garland right but it doesn't really it doesn't say that right so it's we have to we have to think that maybe it's not fully exactly saying that may allow for a, a classic recognizable example to be being used differently perhaps differently well through her power of ignorance she shows herself as a world like a rope appearing as a serpent wreath or snake this verse when i when i when i tell when i when i say oh this is one of my favorite verses this really is one of my favorite verses right and this is first half line the second half is just as good but this first half line really impressed me when i first read it many many years ago that made me inspired originally to even to speak on the Devi Bhagavad, the Shema Devi, the Devi, the Devi Gita, many many years ago when I first gave my first attempt at public speaking was this a class on Devi on the Devi Gita, inspired by his translation of this verse, right? And I've quoted this many many times in so many classes, saying, "Oh, the Devi Gita says right, kind of a different interpretation of the snake rope analogy." right with a different point right and i've always like i hope it actually says that because i've 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 um, um committed so much energy and 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 interpretive energy um on this on, on this view i think it does say that and looking at working this with this verse the last few days more carefully with swami and looking at his own justification for the how he translated the verse i think it it could say like that although it doesn't have to be interpreted this way. What's the difference? In the Vedanta Sada, let's look at this verse again. Uh, the super the unreal and the real, like the false perception of a snake in a rope. So the problem is out of ignorance, we see, we don't see the right thing and therefore we see the wrong thing. The problem is our problem. The ignorance is in us, right? But here it says, she shows, through ignorance, she shows herself as a snake, as as as, as the world, right? She shows herself uh, 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 um, as like, like a, so the rope shows itself as a snake. That's why I've chosen this picture. Right, I love this. I just found, I mean, it came on you know, like on the internet on somebody's Facebook years ago or something like that. And I've sa I've saved it like every I've saved it probably thirty times on my phone every time I see it. Just because I don't have it, I think it's such a great image because that's that rope looks a lot like a snake, right? It's not our it's not our absolute ignorance. It's not and our fault that we see a snake shaped rope like a snake because. It looks a lot like a snake, right? You know, uh, uh, um, and she shows, so the, the rope shows itself as a snake. She shows herself as a world, not that we see a world in her. That's not there, right? If there's a mistake, whose fault is it, right? This is an interesting thing. Is it our fault? 
we can say like that. Obviously, we think, oh, we have to learn ignorance like that. Whose ignorance? Right? It's her, through her power of ignorance. To it says agyan uh, um agnayat 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 uh, um 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 it it's through her own power by through her her ignorance she shows herself. So it could just say, oh, she's showing herself, but there really is no world. If the snake, if the rope, the snake represents the world, and and the rope represents is Brahman as the classical example, right? Mm -hmm. She, it's maybe it's her action, not uh, not our fault, but still, it's not a it's not a world. It's not it's not a world. It's only Brahman. It's not a snake. It's only a rope. Maybe right. You know, it's like if we see a world, she shows herself for the world. She, if we it can connecting with the previous verse, virat virat sorupa namo. What is it? I already forgot it. Namovirat We bow to her who is the world, right? Maybe she shows herself of the world, and that the power by she does that. This is called avidya, or agya here agyana, agniya. Sri Ramakrishna used this term avidya, vidyamaya and avidyamaya, right? The, the uh, power of knowledge and the power of ignorance. By the power of ignorance, we see the many. By the power of of knowledge, we see the one. Right. It doesn't mean the many's not there, right? Her power, and so this is a this gets this gets a little bit complicated in how we define the word Maya here being used agyana ignorance, right? Gyan and gyan here in 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 these parallel in this two two uh, two halves of a verse by gyana by agyana you show yourself in the world by agyana you merge the world disappears into you merges into you. Like like this dissolves into you, right? In classical language, we often say this is Maya. Right? What is Maya? By Maya, we see the world. So Maya means mistake. That's one definition, right? But also some Maya is also a power in certain schools and in the Shakta and Tantric schools of Shakta, Shakta schools of Tantra. Let's say like that. Um, that's a very common thing that maya is not just a mistake maya is a power a power of brahman a power of devi who is brahman shri brahma murti right a power of brahman to delude right so we can say to delude or let's let's say it less less um uh, harshly a power to manifest so the one to appear as many what does it mean there has to when there's only one how can the one appear as many there has to be some trick in itself, right? For the subject, and as the subject to simply be conscious for consciousness, it has, if it's not conscious of anything, if there's nothing to be conscious of, it's not conscious. It has to be conscious of something. So there has to create some limit, some object for it to, to reflect its own awareness, right? This is a, a basic idea of, 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 of Shaktism. Right, the absolute Brahman, if Brahman is the absolute, in order to, in order to be itself, has to create a world, has to create objects that is that are none other than itself. Is it so? Are they really objects? They're not really objects. They're really itself. They're really the subject appearing objectified, right? So, 
the ignorance by 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 maybe she causing our ignorance we see the world wrong or by just the general nature of cause of the nature of the subject object relationship creates a world like this right but she shows herself as a world right as a rope appearing as serpent wreath and the like right we can say like that um this listing not saying directly showing herself as a rope appearing as a serpent wealth or wreath it really says through her power of ignorance, she shows okay, that's another thing, important word. I don't have my word for word here. This um Jagat Bhati, that's very important. I, I shouldn't skip it. That's, that's a beautiful line. Jagat means world, right? Bhati means shining, right? Bhati means shining. Also, bhati means revealing oneself as or seeing as or revealing oneself as, right? So she shows herself uh, uh, uh she through her power of agyana she shines as the world right such an interesting this the choice of language is so interesting or she reveals you could say she reveals herself as the world but that bhati is such a it's a it's a very dignified word it's a shiny word right it's a, uh um so she 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 shows herself shines as the world right but maybe, and this is, I believe this is one of the um, moves that, that, uh, that if we could say Shakta Advaita or Kali Brahma, Shakta Vedanta uh, um, um, holds, it's not that this, not, it's not just that the real reality is the rope and the falsehood is the snake or the wreath, right? The reality is her who shows herself as snake, rope, and wreath, right? That This is the big statement. She shows herself as, ro as rope. So in the, in the story, Brahman, right? The absolute, impersonal, however you like that, or as a world or any, any like that. So she's a substratum of both Brahman and its manifestation, right? Kali Brahman or... Sri Brahma Murti in this verse, in the previous verse, right? So, like we often think, like oh, and, and it's a practice in Vedantic types of sadhana to make a distinction between object and subject, right? The the, the observer and the on the object observed, right? It's not, and we think oh, Brahman the self is the observer and the object is not the self, right? And so that's okay. That's the type of sadhana neti neti idea, right? That's not exactly true either, right? We would say in the Shakta tradition that the truth manifests as both the seer and the seen, as the subject and the, on the object, right? So similarly, we would say, perhaps, this is the bold uh, move, right, that that the reality manifests, right, when it, when it manifests as both the observer and the observed, as the seen and the unseen, or in the previous verse, the virat, the sutratma, and the avakrita, right, the, the world, the self in the world and and the unchanging source or substratum, right? It's all those things together. That is Brahman. That is the absolute truth. Here called Devi, right? Through the so she, through her power, through Agyana, she shows herself as the world of rope, serpent, and wreath, or you know, and through her power of knowledge, here it says jnana to jnana, uh, jnana uh, 
um Gyanayat, right? Laya she she um um uh, 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 dissolves the world back into herself. Um Laya, right? So that's also this is that gets into the more shakta type of, I mean this is a shakta text, you have to admit that, right? It's an Advaitic Shaktic text, right? That is this is shak, this is a classic form of Advaitic Shaktic philosophy. What happens to the world? It comes out of Brahman or comes out of Devi, who is not different Brahman, and goes back into her, right? In the Vavyartic type of perspective, when you see the unreal snake on a real imposed superimposed on a real rope and when everyone sees the rope what happens to the snake it dissolves where does it dissolve it goes it dissolves into the rope so that language is still legitimate right the world would dissolve into brahman in the dawning of when you know what brahman is and you know your brahman you know there's only brahman the world and, and the individual merges into brahman disappears into brahman and you realize what you're always seeing is only brahman but that school, you hold, you're only seeing Brahman that's never changed, right? This is, this is Virat Sorupani, right? Who has, who's also the world, who has changed, maybe. This is, this is, this is vat, right? Who has become the world and who dissolves the world. Who, and, and we see you as the world and we also see you within the world, Sutratma. Right, and so the classic example that I like this helps me a lot, and 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 Advaitic schools also use a similar argument, but they use it slightly differently. For example, slightly differently of like when you look at a wave, and you a wave is nothing but water, right? And of course, the wave you could say, oh, the wave comes out of the ocean and goes back into the ocean. That's true, right? But the wave is nothing but ocean. It's nothing but water. And you could see the wave and you could see, oh, what a powerful wave. It must be made of water, fine. But if you see the water, the wave seems to disappear, right? You know, it's like, or the, exa or the example of, I don't have gold. I guess my, my, my ring is gold. My puja ring is gold, right? So I can see this ring, a beautiful ring of gold, right? But if I see just the gold, the ring disappears, right? It merges, the gold, the ring, where did the ring go? The ring ran into the gold. The, the 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 ring is temporary the gold is re, is eternal and so that's a different that's a major distinction between different schools the philosoph philosophical schools what's defined as real in the classical advaita uh vavarta uh, vad school real means that which doesn't change right in the Parinamavad school, these are general statements, and people can push back at me, but I'm just making general statements, not specific statements, right? Um, real is what exists, is the substance is real, its forms change. Doesn't mean the forms are unreal, that means just means they're temporary. Temporariness is not a sign of unreality, it's a, just a change, the change of the reality. And if the reality is that things change, Right, the substance may not change, but the forms and names change, and therefore the forms and names are real. They're real names and forms of the uh, of an unchanging reality. Right, uh, uh, so we wouldn't we don't have to dismiss it as unreal, but we still have to mark them as temporary. Right, and so I think that's still important. Just because temporary does not mean unreal. Temporary means temporary. Temporary changes of temporary changes within time. Of the of the unchanging substratum, perhaps this is one way to look at it, right? 
what does it say? Through her power of knowledge, through jnana, right? She dissolves the world back into herself. There's a beautiful mantra for Lalita Tripura Sundari, Laeshwari. Shri Vijaya Jagadatrim, Strististiti Laeshwarim. Shri Vijaya Jagadatrim, oh Shri Vijaya, oh Goddess Tripura Sundari, the goddess of knowledge. Um, Strististiti, you are creator, sustainer, and dissolver. The world comes out of you, exists for a while within you, and dissolves into you. In the Chandi, in the Devi Mahapanya, we have a similar verse. Um, 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 uh, what is it? Trististiti Vinashini, right? It's a little hard it is Kali and Durga, right? The creator, sustainer, and destroyer, right? That's a harsher word, right? This is a uh, this is in in they use it laishwari, the one who dissolves everything. Everything dissolves back into you, dissolves the universe, right? So this is this type of language that the laya. Right, uh, 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 who dissolves the world back into her, both cosmically and also in realization. When we see her, the world just merges into her, and we see only her. And so, this is one way the sages have spoken, the, the devotional saints have spoken, that they see, they see only God. I've heard people say this. Maybe you've read people say this. I've heard people directly say this. People see a world. I see only God, right? But that means that you don't see. You know, if I if I if I were to hand you this portable typing things you know of course he if you hand the swami or the saint the the something he'd grab it he sees it but he sees on but he doesn't he sees it but he sees only god right it's not like he sees it and everything disappears because he sees only god right that he doesn't see a keyboard he doesn't see a ring he doesn't see, you know he sees everything but he sees the one within everything and everything in one sense disappears right he sees everything merges back into herself and you see only her one way and so and then it says O Bhuvaneshwari, Namastam, Numastam Bhuvaneshwari. Um, we praise you, O, we glorify her, who? The goddess Bhuvaneshwari, the goddess of this text, the goddess who's appeared, um, the ruler, and this means the ruler of the world, the transcendent ruler of the world, the feminine power, Bhuvaneshwari, the goddess, the supreme goddess controller of the world. And we were talking because I'm not so good at at at, um, um, at grammar and and the like and and these distinctions in grammar, but we always have to think oh there's a there's a there's a subject of the of of the sentence, right? Who referring who is it pointing to? It's referring to Bhuvaneshwari. It's so all these things are her qualities. The subject matter of the verse is the world about ignorance creating a world. We see a world and presenting itself to the world, and through knowledge, the world disappears back into her. That's the subject matter. But the subject, who 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 is being described, right? All these are are epithets, glorifications, realizations, the descriptions of the goddess, right? Not just a Brahman, but of Sri Brahman, right? Or Kali Brahman, like this, of the goddess like this, right? So through her power of knowledge, she dissolves the world back into herself. We glorify her, the ruler of the universe. The next two verses we'll discuss next week. We'll go flesh that out and using another cla other classic examples taken from the Upanishads and an Advaita tradition, but maybe used not maybe used for the glory to present this this Shakta the Shakta Advaita philosophy that seems to be it claim here that it's Vedic. It's Vedantic and it's non-dual, but it's using the language of the Vedas, Vedanta, and non and Advaita, right? But slightly different, 
right? It's not the, it doesn't seem to be the classic Advaita of Shankara and his followers, right? That's that trend of thought, right? It's something different. It's Shaktism. It's um, Shakta Advaita. So I'm excited about these verses because it it puts the whole thing on the goddess and where goddess, I can see it in different ways also. I have no problem, I have no problem changing hats and seeing through different darshana, different views. To me, the different views aren't fighting with, they, they are fighting with each other, but they're not fighting within me. I'm not trying to find fight for one and and argue against another one. It's not, I don't really prefer that type of, that's not my temperament. Maybe it is my temperament. I'm trying to control my temperament, not to be so argumentative, right? And take that fanatical stance and argue from the perspective. I appreciate all the perspective, but this perspective is to me the very spiritually mature perspective. I believe it's the perspective of Sri Ramakrishna, more or less, right? Uh, his the way he presented in his own way. Um, um, and there's so many beautiful um, uh, um, uh, there's, there's there's scenes in the Katamrita, the Sri Sri Ramakrishna Katamrita, the gospel, which was translated in the forties, the gospel of Sri Ramakrishna, uh, where Sri Ramakrishna seems to be saying this these type of this type of thing, but fleshing out this Shakta um, perspective that Brahman and 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 Shakti. It's not that Shakti is unreal and Brahman is real. Shakti and Brahman are the same, in it, that that the absolute, the truth is intrinsically dynamic. And I was hoping, Swami Ambikanandaji, if you can come in, I think you, Swamiji, has been working on translate translating this important text. And there's a few scenes I was I was going to have him type them and send them to me. I'm going better. You're more familiar. I'd read them badly, and maybe if you could read some of these verses um, that you think shed light on this aspect of shakta teachings perhaps if you're there i'm i'm here can you oh, there you are samaji there you are sorry okay. so um so there's a a scene in the first volume mm -hmm. uh, it's in the second chapter it's the boat ride with keshab sen and so the keshab sen and his followers and of course keshab uh, they were a brahmo samaj people and so the brahmo samaj had a very um very particular view of of God, um, formless, um, uh, and uh, they even would have to sign a um, uh, sign a, a vow. You, when you became a Brahmo member that you would not bow down to idols because that was con not considered part of their uh, theology. So anyway, so he's talking to, and so wherever Sri Ramakrishna goes, he stirs things up. And of course, there's the added thing that Vijay Goswami, he in this scene, um, they're on the boat on the uh, on, on the ship, and they're in the cabin, and Thakur is sitting in the middle between Vijay Goswami and Keshav. And so Vijay Goswami had been a Brahmo Samaj member, but had split with Keshav for various reasons, and we started a splinter group. And so right there, Takwar is always um, stirring things up um, and pushing buttons. Um, so, but in this particular scene, this whole section um, of this chapter, um, and uh, he entitles it the, uh, the, the, the glory of Adyashakti. And so in this fourth section, how M, M divides this whole conversation on the boat into 
uh, a whole bunch of different subsections. Um, and so in this section, um, uh, he M calls it the glory of Adyashakti. Um, and so this is um, uh, this is volume one, chapter two, and this is the fourth section. And so Thakur says here, he says, the primal power, Adyashakti, is playful. I mean, the word playful, um, the word playful is um, Lilamoy, Lilamoy. And so Lilamoy, like, like um, Guruji was saying, like the term Sri, Lilamoy, um, it's grammatically feminine in Sanskrit, but it's also considered um, a name for Devi. It's one of her many names is she who is playful, she who is full of play. So he's using a very particular term. She's, she's playful, but it's obviously it's a she. The primal power, Adyashakti, is playful. She is bringing about creation, preservation, and dissolution. Her name is Kali. Kali is Brahman. Brahman is Kali. They're the same thing. When she's inactive, not doing any work, no creation, preservation, or dissolution, when we think of this idea, then we call her Brahman. When she's doing all this work, then we call her Kali. We call her Shakti. The same person, and in Bengali it's Bhakti, or in Sanskrit it would be Vyakti. The same, the same person, the name and form are different. And so it seems, as Guruji was saying, it seems very similar to um, what we've just been learning from the, these verses from the Devi Gita. Um, and I don't know, um, there's actually, uh, Guruji, there's also Guruji in that yeah. same scene. Um, so in that same scene, um, so he's a, the, the same person, the name and form are different. And then he uses a famous example. It's like Jal and Pani. At a pond, there are three or four ghats, and ghats are steps in the in these reservoirs or ponds in India. There's um, each they have four sides, and then there's steps that lead down to the water, and that's called a ghat. And so, at a pond are three or four ghats. At one ghat, Hindus drink water; they call it jal. At another ghat, Muslims drink water; they call it pani. At another ghat, the English drink water; they call it water. These three are one. The difference is only in name. Some are calling her Allah, some God, he uses the English word God. Some are calling her God, some are calling her Brahman, some Kali, some are calling her Rama, Hari, Jesus, Durga. And so then Keshab, he's, Keshab, he smiles, according to M, Keshab smiling, and he asks Shramakrishna, in how many ways is Kali playing? Please say some words about that. And so then Shramakrishna says the different names, Mahakali, Nichikali, and then and describes some of them. And then he says, uh, is it Shamakali? Because Shamakali's mood is mostly gentle. And she has a long, a very long name. She who gives boons and fearlessness. Um, householders is very long in Sanskrit. Um, householders worship her in their homes. Whenever there's an epidemic, a, a famine, an earthquake, or a drought or dead, deluge, Raksha Kali has to be worshipped. So she, he's mentioning these different forms of Kali. And then, then, Thakur says, when the universe is destroyed, there's the great disillusion. 
And then he says, then Ma gathers up and keeps all the seeds of creation, just like a housewife who has her pot of odds and ends where she keeps maybe five different kinds of things. And then everyone starts to laugh. And then Takwar says, oh yes, housewives have that kind of pot. Inside are sponges, indigo pellets, little tied up bundles of cucumber seeds, pumpkin seeds, bottle gourd seeds. They keep all of these and take them out when they need them. After creation is destroyed, Ma Brahma Mai, so the very name from the tantric tradition is she who is, you could say she who is full of Brahman, Brahma Moi, or she who is, who in a certain sense, it's she who is Brahman, the same idea. Because she hurt, she like Brahma Murtaye, Shri Brahma Murtaye, that's kind of that same idea. So after creation is destroyed, she gathers, Ma Brahma Moi gathers up and keeps all those seeds. After creation, Adya Shakti lives inside the universe. This is what Guruji was saying earlier. She gives birth to the universe and then lives within the universe. In the Vedas, there's the idea of the Urnanabi, the spider and its web. And that's in the Briharanyaka Upanishad. A spider brings forth the web from inside itself, then itself lives in that web. God is both the container and the content of the universe. And then that, <clears throat> then Takwar is still talking, but um, M has divided into a little, uh, not only a section, but a subsection of the conversation. And that's where he uses the term M, uses the term Kali Brahman, Kali without qualities and with Kalis, with qualities. So normally we think of Saguna Brahman and Nirguna Brahman, but this is Saguna Kali and Nirguna Kali. And so then, but, but Takura is saying, is Kali black? From a distance, she's black. Once you're able to know her, she's no longer black. The sky from a distance is blue colored. You look up close, it doesn't have any color at all. The water of the ocean from a distance is blue. Go up close, pick it up in your palm and look. It has no color at all. And saying these words, drunk with divine love, Sri Ramakrishna starts to sing, is my mother Shama really black? The form of time and cloud in the sky, she lights the lotus of the heart. And song so beautiful, I have it tattooed on my arm. That's, <laughs> anyway, um, so that would all that takes place on on the boat ride, and then there's one more scene I wanted to um, uh, share. This is in that's chapter two. So he's on the boat with Keshab and Vijay and all of the Brahmos, and then chapter four, two chapters later. The mood changes in the early chapters in chapter two and three he's with these big groups but now chapter four this is a very intimate group and he's just a few devotees m and another person there is vijay again the the head of the splinter group mm -hmm. and so it's a very different mood to this conversation there's a great scene and i thought i'd share this so he tells vijay as soon as you have her grace says Sri Ramakrishna, you have her vision she is the son of knowledge but by just a single ray of hers, the light of knowledge has illuminated this universe. Only because of this are we able to know each other and acquire so many types of knowledge in this universe. If just once she holds her light up to her own face, then her vision is attained. Sergeant Sahib, so Chakra uses this term Sergeant Sahib, and Sergeant Sahib means the night watchman. And so the night watchman would go around, you know, keeping watch, but he had a, a lantern, but it was a particular kind of lantern that um, it had the, the back of it and around the, 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 the back it curved, it had, um, it wasn't like a normal lantern, it had like a, a metal 
uh, face on the back. So like our modern you know, battery-powered flashlights, it would be directional. And so I had a little slit on the front that would just show the beam of light. So that's how he would look and how he would, you know, check everything out at night. And so that's the kind of lantern. And so Sajin Sahib, says Takor, goes around at night in the dark, lantern in hand. No one's able to see his face. But by that very light, he can see everyone's face and everyone can see each other's face. If someone wants to see the sergeant, then they have to pray. They have to say, Sahib, Please, just once, turn the light on your own face, on yourself, just once. Let's see. You have to pray to God. Lord, please hold the light of knowledge up to yourself so that I may have your vision. If no light is burning in the house, that's a sign of poverty. So you have to light the lamp of knowledge within the heart. And then he quotes another song, Shama Sangeet, song to the Divine Mother. Light the lamp of knowledge in your home and behold her face, that of Brahmamai. Again, that name for Ma, Brahma Mai. Yeah. Those are just two sec two little sections I thought I thought of when Guruji was translating these verses. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. She who is Brahman, right? And mm -hmm. and it's, and also by that by her light, she sees everything and we see everything. But we mm -hmm. don't see her. Right. So one way you can think of it perhaps to connect it to these verses, I mean a loose connection, but is that by her power of agyana, right? Of, of or 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 um, uh, by um, avijamaya, right? We we see this world, right? She sees this world. She creates this world, and we see this world. And by by uh, vijamaya shakti or jnana in this verse, right? Then this what do we see? We see her, and the world disappears back into her, or like something like perhaps something along these lines, right? But very interesting, you know. It's like, and also, also, there we can't forget the 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 interpretation that they're looking at her when they say this, right? So they've seen her to, back to Takur's prayer because they prayed to her. They wanted to see her, right? And she responded, right? We prayed to her. So Sri Ramakrishna said, actually, we should pray to Divine Mother uh, 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 to withdraw. I mean, he even used this type of language. Let um um uh, uh, do not delude me by thy world bewitching Maya. That's one of the lines, right? In in one famous prayer that he taught his disciples to say, "Do not delude me by thy world bewitching Maya." And M later in his life, in the text called the uh, Sri uh, Darshan, uh, been translated partially translated as M the Apostle and the Evangelist, right? But it would, he would quote that scene or that line all the time, and he'd rephrase it. He said, what he's saying, Ma, don't let me forget you. Don't let me forget you. Don't let me forget you. That is, do not delude me by thy world, Vivitian Maya. It's easy in this world. We see a world that's only her, right? She is the Virat, right? But because we don't see the Sutratma, we don't see the essence, we only see her as, because we see her as the world and not in her not the essence of the world, we don't see her. We forget her. We see only her we forget her right if we can see her not forget her and then maybe that's the purpose of sadhana we practice remembering her and purify the mind by so doing right and then we then we see her then we see a world or not see a world we see we're seeing her right this is the problem she hides as the world this and so and that's why there's a little bit of a danger i sometimes i mean i often think that this is a why i think 
Pantra, Pantric Advaita is, I think, I mean, even Sharmakir said this view that, that the Vigyani view that the world, God has become everything is the mature view, the final view, right? In the beginning, when thinks the world is false and God alone is real, but then the Vigyani understands that the world is, that God has become the world, including all living beings, right? That's the highest or higher form of knowledge, right? But that higher form of knowledge is also secret in one sense. Starters, it's not easy to get. This is the highest, this is the final stage, right? But it's easy to fool ourselves into thinking, oh, the world is God, right? And we should say, namo virat sarupinyue, the world is God. We see you as the world, right? But that next line, sutratma murtaye, right? Murtaye. We, 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 we worship you as the essence of the world, the hidden soul of the world. Because seeing the world pretending it's God, claiming, oh, we see this, the world is God. What's a, if you don't see the essence and you see the world and call it God, you know that some would classify that as materialism. We make a deity of, the, of matter rather than seeing matter as the deity. There's a difference, right? Seeing so there's a subtle danger, I think, um, um, in some forms, some immature uh, articulations of the, of the view that the world is is divine. The world is divine, right? But one has to see not only the virat virat sarupa but also the sutratma sarupa and understand that there is the uh, avrakrita sarupa or the the unmanifested and all this is the glorious form of brahman uh shri brahman kali brahman so i think that's a good thank you swamiji that's so nice to hear uh, uh the katamrita many of you know swamiji has been working on the new translation and these are beautiful verses and i think this 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 conversation with uh on the book was was uh, um, um, uh, Keshav Sen, Vijay Goswami, and their just and their followers. There's it's a public conversation, you know. It's like a but, but still the, the such a clear articulation of this of this. I mean, we 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 I mean, he even titles it Kali Brahman, right? We underline this is you take your big red marker and you circle the whole area. There's a lot of the the argument for presentation of this particular theological school. I think is beautifully articulated, right? In a lang in 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 a in a in a beautiful scene. So. One thing it should be mentioned that part of the challenge and also the interesting dynamic is that in Bengali, um, the third person singular pronoun has no gender. Mm. And some of even said it's more advanced than English in this way. Um, there's no it is it has there's no sense there's no idea like, like in english we have they which can mean female or male um the singular word there's no he or she or it it's just one word and so what is that word it, well the respectful is well there's three versions but it's eeny uni or teeny that's the respectful very um formal and then there's the more informal, the she, o, a, and she. Mm -hmm. But but the point is, is that um, takur, and then so there's ini, ini, and tini, and takur uses tini so often in the katamrita. And it's just basically the very honorific third person singular pronoun. But in other translations, they always will default when he's talking about God, they'll just you know, 
Ishwara, or they'll just simply use he with the capital H. But what happens is when you change those he's to she's, mm -hmm. it's a very interesting. So we have had for our default for this, the, when he uses Dini, we default to she. And it really, really changes the mood. And very often here, you'll see also, it's like when you do that, it's like in the very next example, he's using a term of like a mother with her, like a mother with kittens or like a mother has brought some fish into the house and she's going to feed her children. It's very often a motherly um, example that he gives. And certainly in this scene where, and there's lots of also contextual clues. Also, there's always the kind of the interpretive process one goes through in translating. You have to look at the, 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 the sentence or the, the dialogue immediately before, immediately after the larger picture. And then of course, M is offering his own kind of subheadings like glory of Ajishakti and Kali Brahman, which definitely give clues as to kind of the point. And so that's kind of um, helped us to arrive at our choices. Samajit, not only Ishwara like that, but also a, a, neuter, a, neuter, a neutral or neuter term like Brahman. Mm -hmm. He uses teeny. He uses uh, that respectful, mm -hmm. right? So and, he and, he often he dresses the impersonal, absolute, or whatever we want to Brahman, but in a personal. That's the thing. He even way. said, and that's it. He literally said that there. It's pretty unequivocal where he says it's they're the same person. He uses yeah, He, he has a personal know. relationship with her because I think I mean he's like. Our interpretation of of these verses in the slide is because they're literally looking at her, in in mm -hmm. in the in the in the Devi Gita mm -hmm. here. They're they're they just finished being overwhelmed by her, right? And mm -hmm. and so they're looking at her, right? As they say these verses, I think Sri Ramakrishna is also looking at her, right? You know, maybe physically or at least spiritually or some internal way, he's looking at her while he speaks all these things, right? And it's interesting because out of all the different, you know, he uses Bhagavan, he uses Ishvara, he, he'll use Kali, and he, but the one he goes to the most, it seems, mm -hmm. is simply Tini, which is itself, again, it's honorific, mm -hmm. but it's personal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it has a definitely, and when you look at it in that way, and then in the larger context of Takwar's relationship with, with Kali, and also M, in later chapters, M will pretty much say just what I described when he's talking to Dr. Sharkar and mm -hmm. Dr. Sharkar says, you know, oh, so he's a Kali Upasaka, you know, and like, um, and he's, and M corrects him and says, the Kali is something else for Sri Ramakrishna. Mm -hmm. And he has, you know, the one that the, um, the Vedas declare as Brahman is the one he calls Kali, the one, and he goes down this whole mm -hmm. list. That's mm -hmm. the one that he worships mm -hmm. as Kali. Mm -hmm. So, all of these things lend themselves that it that when he's using this teeny, it's a there's a personal feel to it. There's an there's a certain kind of intimacy, yeah. and certainly when you translate it that way, as opposed to an it with a big eye or something, um, it really, really, really changes the mood, mm -hmm. and it's a very, very sweet. And often it also changes the meaning. Not yes. there's subtle there's subtleties of it's like. Taking these, these verses can be interpreted one way or the exact opposite way, you know. So mm -hmm. by changing the the meeting, um, by changing this uh, the 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 it to he to she or the she or the he to she, it changed. There's some sweetness that comes out, of course, right? But also there's some theological points 
mm -hmm. that may we, that are easy that we maybe have overlooked because of 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 of, of um, the way we found those words in our own language. Mm -hmm. Jai wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Swamiji. Are there any comments or questions on any in all oh. these points? Oh, um, Ron Molly and Cauliflowers had some questions. Okay. I don't know if Ron Molly, if your questions had kind of been addressed throughout the Ron Molly Ma. Jai Ma. Jai Ma. <laughs> this is beautiful. Um, Swamiji, or anyone actually, um, I was when you when you were talking about. I kind of forgot my question, but <laughs> when you were talking about the Vivarta Vada, mm -hmm. so Vivarta Vada then has to involve some kind of modification, some kind of bikara, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like a superimposition, mm -hmm. because then can you address that? And then the other other thing was there are so many terms in Advaita, right? That <laughs> <laughs> so many terms mm -hmm. and concepts. So if you can address the aspect of Bikara, because to my understanding, then Bikara is like a true, real kind of transformation. But then Vivarta is in some way, it's an unmanifest state. I don't know. Yeah, I have, I'll have to think about this because these are technical questions, which I'm I have, I have to put my mind. I don't immerse my I, for many years. I haven't immersed my mind in this particular argument that's given mm -hmm. in Vedanta, right? So mm -hmm. the terms and the 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 subtlety of arguments not on my tip of my tongue. I shall contemplate it, you know, and put my mind back on it, right? But the 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 main in the the if we were to define this perhaps as a parinamavad type of school it mm. that that is um um the that's the, the main distinction is that 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 this the transformation is actual right mm. you know that and so generally we would, we would they would say like that that the transformation of brahman into like an evolution evolution something changes into something else right and in the more classical Advaitic system, that there's actually the action, the change is not actual. It is only apparent. It appears to be, right? Then the question is, well, how does it how does it appear to be, and whom does it appear to be? You know, where is that generated from? And that's a complicated question. And many people have argued against the school of Advaita based upon that. But sorry, you're gonna, you're waving your finger. You know something. So that then leads to my second question, yeah. mm -hmm. which is then in the idea of avidya or ajnana, mm -hmm. then shakti is manifest in two forms of yes, their yes, two that, forms. That, that, that's the point. She's the, appearing the, this the, verse. shakti and then the vikshepa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's also she's this is bigger. She's appearing as jnana and unjnana, right? You know, it's like so. That's another thing. She that that she, through her power of ignorance, she shows herself as the world. Through her power of knowledge, she dissolves the world back into herself, right? So that could be from our perspective or for her perspective, but it's all her. She's doing it, 
right? So I think that the the that's uh, I think very important that that the the primary these are and 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 these can be traced back to these are her shaktis. Right? Thakur used that avidyamaya shakti and vidyamaya shakti, right? But also we can say it's like that's a manifestation of shakti, right? The primary shakti, and in many schools of kind of sophisticated forms of of of, of tantric advaita, they would, they call that um, um, swatantriya shakti, right? That her primary, and and why does she do that? How does she do that? She does it. It's a, it's it's the nature of consciousness to do that to manifest, right? And and it's and it manifests as everything and maybe the very of everything we call that again we call that agyano right and 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 but and or the we we see everything that's through her power of, of, of agyana or she creates the world out of her power of agyana you know and maybe that's the same thing her doing it and us seeing it maybe the same thing i think that's the, i like to blame everything on her you know <laughs> i give her credit to everything that's why i like this birth you know right and and by and and but so i think that's uh that that Sri Ramakrishna would say, and actually that, that there's some opening beautiful verses in the first chapter of the Devi Mahatmyam that also describes by her power, she is a power of ignorance, she's a power of knowledge. By her power of ignorance, she throws everything into delusion. By her knowledge, by power of knowledge, she liberates people from, from illusion, right? But I think there may be a third state, and that maybe Sri Ramakrishna, maybe what Sri Ramakrishna means by vigyani, right? And agyani, somebody who sees ignorance, sees a world full of ignorance, Due to ignorance, a jnani sees the one, right, and 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 the world disappears, perhaps, right. And but a vigyani sees the world and her, right. You know, I think that's I think that's a very um, that's our um, um, our our um, target. You know, the perhaps it, I mean, of course, not everybody has their own target. We don't want to present and force a spiritual ideal on anybody. But that seems in Talker's hierarchy. That's the 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 the, the final release of beyond state, the vigyani, who sees the one who manifests both jnana and agyana. Agyani, agyana disappears and one is established in jnana, right? Ignorance disappears and one's established in knowledge. A vigyani sees the one that's both that's behind jnana and agyana, right? Kali Brahman, the one who is both manifest and unmanifest, and the self of all. Right, like this verse says, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's it it it, 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 it gets very technical. And actually, we'll leave it. I, I don't want to. I mean, I'm not ready to jump too much too into the details, but this will be hashed out further because uh, in further chapters, the Devi herself will make will discuss all these things around four states of consciousness. Where you know what's what does it mean? What what is it to stop us from realizing her? Where does and where what is the um, uh, what are we lacking? What's lacking uh, for liber for for realization and liberation? All, what is liberating knowledge? All these things would be talked in. And she gets it gets very technical using once again the using the language of the classical Advaitic school. But I I don't want to say the language of its enemy. It's not that that I don't think these are enemies, right? But 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 it, it uses it for the a shakta agenda, right? Uh, um, which I think is interesting, but we'll go we'll go further into it and I'll prepare a little bit. To, to, uh, um, and actually, maybe we can uh, you can write remind me this. So I don't because it will happen. Also, I'll, I'll I'll jump into next week. <laughs> and we'll, I always do because there's always so much going on. And I don't I don't I'm not, I'm not trying to not discuss it. I need I need to 
to think about it carefully and, and to discuss it better. Thank you so much, Jaima. Any other comments? Guruji, I, I know it's super late and I'm not sure if um, Sundurima and Atmaram are still there, but uh, listening to all this, I keep thinking of echoes of Spinozian panentheism and that idea of what is it? What is his um, Deus sive natura? That the God and nature are both a continuum of God. But I don't know if Amaram, I don't know. I know this is something that I is that I've been thinking there? of. I've been thinking if you could. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe uh, too late for Spinoza. I don't know. That's why that's, that's cool. <laughs> it's, it's never too late, late for Spinoza. Spinoza. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Swamiji, um, he does, Swamiji uh, brings up a, a great point that um, uh, a philosopher in the Western canon, uh, Benedictus Spinoza, he's often cited as sort of a, an analogy uh, to these kinds of monistic trains of thought in, in, in uh, Indic philosophy, seeing it kind of like an analogy. The, probably the closest you get in the, the, the canon of Western philosophy um, of course, he was branded as a heretic. He was banned from the Jewish community in Portugal for uh, heresy. So, you know, that's always a great, I think, a great biographical detail. Um, and part of it was this, his very radical uh, idea that um, the, the, the substance of, of the universe, of the world, of, of all, all what he termed nature is essentially a, a a transformation to, to kind of reference the Parinama Vada doctrine that Guruji was just talking about, what is a is a transformation or as you call it, a, an attribute of God. So God, in his thought, God has infinite attributes and space and time are the two that we know, uh, that we have knowledge of, that we've experienced of. And so it's one of infinite attributes. Um, so I think that's that's definitely um, a, a really good um, a citation that you bring up, Swamiji. It's definitely a, a lot of connection you could see there in a, in a rough rough way. We completely accept his theology, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll put his picture on our wall shortly. <laughs> we claim him as part of one of our lineage holders. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Aura. And, uh, Elijah, by you had a your hand up. Your digital. I, hand up. I had my hand up before, but I've decided oh, to put oh, the digital one up too. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> um, so it's right during our Q and A, Guruji, you mentioned um, just sort of evolution, and it's interesting. I'm currently taking a a human bio course at my my college, and we've been. Um, frequently after class, I'm talking to my teacher about things I see similarities in, like from going through our subtle anatomy course and seeing sort of that. And then just yesterday, we were, um, we were talking and we got to talk about, well, there's all this, there's all this creation, right? And, and science, if science says that everything from my, what my previous misunderstanding was that everything came from nothing, but in reality, what modern sciences is that everything came from a single very small point of energy right and the question we were posing back and forth to one another is there's all of this right and 
it seems to be that if there is that very small point of energy, what sparked it, right? And the thing that we both, I didn't expect this, but the thing we both agreed on was that thing could only be God, mm-hmm. right? There, we can't, we couldn't think of anything else that could re, that could spark all of that, mm-hmm. right? Which then it, it begs the thing that, well, if there's that, right, either that single point came out of God or that single point is God, mm-hmm. right? Which would mean that if, if that single point is God, then from that single point comes all the rest of manifestation, mm-hmm. right? Is sort of where, what we came to. And um, to, to reference sort of, this is one verse I, I, I very commonly share when I'm talking to, to friends of mine about any of these sort of things, sorry, um, is this verse from the Devi Mahatmyam, Eka Evaham Jagatyatra Dvitya Kya Mamapara, right? I alone am here in this world. Who else is there besides me? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not, I don't, haven't experienced this, but mm-hmm. I can say I firmly believe that. And I think that it's been very helpful to have this conversation tonight, just, just yeah. continue to dive into that idea. Yeah. So thank you, Jaguru. Yeah, Guru Jai. Excellent, excellent. Now it's also we have to think this this uh, singular point that exploded into the into everything. Some of the texts will describe that within Ma actually there's trillions of such points flashing mm-hmm. out of existence. <laughs> right? That 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 she's not doing it. Everything's happening within her. In one sense she's doing it, but but was I even just uh, trying to think of that of the original point? It's a nice thought experiment. Of course, these are just romantic ideas of madmen like like we're like we're, like we're gathering gathering of madmen like this to think about these things right but that that uh everything's happening within her womb this is billions of such flashes and disappearances so and but uh, uh, very beautiful and that verse of course from the chandi this is this is the the great tantric mahavakya right and shakta mahavakya that she's the only one i'm the only one here and uh, there's nobody else who else is there besides me so that's a big that's a good um um uh if you want to take in a a, a verse of course there's a danger of taking something from one text and using that to interpret all other texts <laughs> right shankaracharya has made great line like this i'll tell you it's told in all text by one by one verse i'll tell you it's in every verse right and he denies the reality of the world <laughs> by that verse right <laughs> Right, so we can, if we were to be that bold and dangerous and reckless, we can uh, interpret all of the verses in the light of this this verse, right? And just and perhaps uh, to just as much detriment. I don't know. It wouldn't <laughs> be such a bad thing. I don't. Uh, think. It wouldn't be, but it would. There also we, we may lo- we may lose some mm-hmm. important distinctions and philosophical views. But that's my tendency. Also, this is my my go to stance. Well, Michael, did you have a question? Oh, yes. Uh, thank you, uh, Swami, if you'll entertain it. So, so, okay, so in my understanding in classical Advaita, um, there's this idea that the ignorance is unreal. I had an Advaita teacher who'd say, well, and so how can it cause us any real doubt? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we're already enlightened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people, sometimes people realize that they were you know, mm-hmm. they, they realize that they're the self, and then mm-hmm. they realize that they always knew it, and they never thought mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's from the perspective that change is unreal. So mm-hmm. if we're coming at this from this 
Parvada perspective, and mm -hmm. we say that the you know the changes are real, and that change is part of the nature of reality. Then what does that mean about ignorance? Does that mean that uh, you know Vidya and Avidya are real? Could you know because I because because when when Sri Ramakrishna says that that Vidya, there's two shaktis, Vijamaya Shakti and Avijamaya Shakti. These are real shaktis. Sorry, right, these, I guess what, are, I, mm -hmm. what I really meant was Jnana and Ajnana are real. That's yeah. what I mean. Is it like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It gets, this is more, probably more subtle than I can contemplate, right? But my, uh, my take on it is that Ignorance is not just a lack of knowledge, it's a thing. By her ignorance, Ma does not have a lack of knowledge in this verse. Right? This is not a you don't glorify the goddess by saying you're you don't know, you don't know what's what. And that's what's caused the trouble. Right? Ignorance, Agyana is something she does, right? To show a world, to show herself as a to show her one being as a world. You know, so that's a that's a real thing, you know. And here we are, right? You know, and it may, if we wake up and say, "Oh, there was never such a world," that's also her power. She she does that too and makes the world disappear, or makes a thing. Oh, I was never. I always knew I was. I always knew I was a self, and there was never, you know, whatever that mental state that would make somebody speak like that. You know, right? That's also her, her action, right? Her power, her glory, you know. That's how, how that's how I would see it. It's not that Ma's an ignorance. She's it's her quality, right? And that's not a bad and therefore it's not a bad quality, right? You know, to say, oh, it's like, oh, by her power of ignorance, she creates let's let's just say it like a more classical religion, more standard religious language. Uh God created the world, right? So this is a verse that's describing from a particular philosophical perspective, right? How she does how she does that to the power of ignorance. How we see a world, whether there's actually a world, or we see a world, or but you know, though God created the world, this is how, this is, this is uh, 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 uh this is how it's done, right? It's a real. Uh, we want to glorify her this way. This is how. It, this is what she does. Boom. Very interesting topic. Yeah. Swamiji. Tell me. Oh. One, one more question and uh, or oh, just a comment. So I, I don't know much about the Advaita, but I've been reading up about it because I'm writing this paper. <laughs> and so Are you writing it for us? Yes, I'm writing okay. it. Okay, I'm okay. We'll see where you're going with this. I'll start grading you now. <laughs> but the question is, so there is Parinamavada, there is uh, Vibhartavada. And then and we have to make one statement that I've given very uncareful, irresponsible generalization, general definitions of these two schools. Right? Okay. You can be more careful, but I don't want to be more careful because that's a, diff that's a different class. So I've been right. very, you know, so that's, that's it. Okay. Then you're talking about creation and Shakti and Ma being this embodiment, this almost this this mm -hmm. illumined as well as the prabhav of this this mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Then there is so there is the Parinamavada and then the Vivartavada, but there's also the aspect where they discuss there is no creation Ajatavada mm -hmm. right. 
So, and that also is discussed when you're talking about these different aspects, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that concept of Ajatavada goes completely, it is contradictory in a sense, or goes, is, is opposing to that, what Elijah said about, you mm -hmm. know, that point mm -hmm. or that one focal point where creation begins, right? Mm -hmm. Because in Ajatavada, there is no creation. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, no, that, 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 that's why I, was, I didn't want to push back too hard because I, I, I'm in, I'm in the, I, I see the world very similar, not dissimilar to Elijah, right? And, uh, you know, like that, that great flash of creation, that's like, oh, that's Ma. <laughs> You know, that's my natural tendency, you know, it's like to whatever, whatever comes up is that we, we see Ma in that and we see God in that, like that. But um, um, that's what I kind of hinted a little bit that there's universes flashing out of existence. Right. right. So whether or not Ma's doing that, whether God's doing that, take a giant step back, right? Mm -hmm. In the, there's no creator and create, there's no creator because creation is never happened. It is always, creation's always been there. There's a view, I mean, we have to back up a little bit because we haven't, uh, discuss this in, in in this in this course but there's views that that there was that the, uh, there's no creator because creation always the world always existed there was never a time that did not exist right uh, um and will always exist right there so therefore when we say oh the creation we use the wrong language because creation means that if from either create out of nothing or out of something or a black moment something like that there is no such moment and therefore there's no creator of that moment but if we can still call it, then maybe we mean by creation by creation temporary existences or 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 distinct existences of world and so in that sense it's dependent on something maybe not on an initial cause a creative cause that that, that made it happen but there's a, maybe the we have efficient cause we have all kinds of other types of causes if you go to Aristotle's four to six uh, list of of, of causes. Um, 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 we exist because reality exists. So rea the reality or Brahman or Shakti or something like that is is our creator in that sense. Even though we it never was a time that it started, right? So there's that's why I was uh, the view of 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 things universes eternally coming in and out of existence. Right, uh, was never uh, never a founding moment, and therefore never a founding person, but a reality in which all that happens, that reality in which all that happens, in the opening chapters of the Shema Devi Bhagavatam, right, that's called Ma. Right, she's the womb of reality in which time and space come and go, universes come and go, or eternally exist, manifested and unmanifested, without a creator. Right in the story, there's a creator, Brahma. Brahma creates, and like, but he's not the real creator. That just comes and goes. He himself is dependent, and he's dependent on Vish, uh, Brahma's. The world's created on Brahma. Brahma is dependent on Vishnu. Vishnu lies on the on 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 the serpent. The serpent lies in the causal ocean. Where is the causal ocean? That is in the womb of reality. That is, you know, whatever, whatever, whoever we want to put, whether or not we want to put a, a creating moment and a creator and a cause the reality the womb of reality 
that also is called Ma, right? That is in the Devi Bhagavatam, that is that is addressed or conceptualized as the goddess, right? So the goddess we're worshiping, right? The goddess that and and that conception is inconceivable. Of course, I mean we can say it, but we I mean they are just talking words, right? And and ideas, right? But in the story, the poetry and the the the, the power of the story, imagine, I mean, try to imagine, and we're 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 led to imagine the story. They're seeing that one, right? The womb of the universe, right? There's there that 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 somehow or another, out of devotion, out of condensation, out of illusion, out of imagination, whatever, some symbolism in the story, they're they're encountering it personally. And I don't think personally just because oh she's a person and a personal deity and you know like that personally as in like like uh, uh, themselves, they're encountering that. And imagine what, in, I mean, try to imagine, we're, we're, we're encouraged to imagine the story, what that must be like. Their initial reaction is to lose it. They can't hold it, right? And then then then, then their next technique, go to the scriptures, what to the scripture, and then refrite those verses, right? And these are the verses that help us understand that which is unimaginable, completely unimaginable. The non- the, the 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 womb of existence which is dynamic anyways super exciting you know and bewildering right there's a verse actually i was going to bring it in i forgot my my book the book it's in is in is in the back uh, um in my in, in the other in the office the main office that I was thinking, oh, this would be a nice way we can learn it. It's a little difficult. Uh, the meter is a little difficult. It doesn't doesn't flow off the tongue, but I, I believe it's maybe believed to be written attribute one of these many verses that are attributed to Shankara, something like that, um, or maybe a South Indian saint. But it basically says that my description of um of my glorification and prayer, my these prayers that I'm offering you, Ma, right? Or we can also say this class I'm offering you or the discussion we're having about you, right, is just completely non-different than the the prattle of children, of infants, right? You know, like the, like a little child prattling, mouthing, pretending to speak to, you know, it's like being that, being that that's intrinsically adorable, <laughs> take it as that, Ma, and accept that as my worship. Right, so we we cannot think about these things, you know. I I that's to me this is the exciting thing about texts like this, right? They allow us to 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 babble on sweetly about something, to looking at the faith of the Divine Mother, you know, whom we cannot. It's impossible for us to understand, right? And with a little we can say, she may take it like this, even if it's said in Vedic Sanskrit, right, or in Western philosophy or anything else, or in 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 um and street poetry or whatever it is however you want to do it guruji i think i think goa vijay is embodying what you just said i can tell <laughs> yes i think so he's, he's he's in that mode yeah he's a he's, 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 he's our he's our he's our example he's our he's our oh, there he is he's like he's the spiritual ideal yeah, and he unless, is intrin intrinsically like adorable. Children, you should not enter the kingdom. <laughs> or the kingdom. Yeah. Hey there. I get some chewing and weird noises. So <laughs> excellent. 
it's not that much different. The problem is, I mean, the only difference is, you know, I can grade you on what I'm prattling. <laughs> you have to the most. <laughs> all right, all right. It's getting late already. Here it's nine twenty. We went way over as we always do. But thank you for your kind attention and for listening to our prattle and for prattling together, right? As we look up into the eyes of the universe. All right, Jaima, Jaima, Jaima. Good night, everyone. All blessings. Ma, ma, ma. Going to the gallery mode. Who do we have left? Who's who's who stuck it out? <laughs> A few of us are here. Jaima, Elijah. Good night, Elijah. Alex G. Durgadasi. Oh, um, um, did you do your, your reading group today, Giri? Or yesterday? We get once a month, right? For oh, now. Once, oh, not once a week. It's once a month. Okay. We did it last week on Tuesday. Okay. Okay. So actually, we probably uh, should mention, but the, they're doing a beautiful um, a reading group uh, on, on the Devi Bhagavatam. And maybe you can post it on our website or on the, on the, on the, on the, um, <laughs> the forum. The, That's uh, what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we can, and, and those are interested. It's a, Using a ancient Christian monastic method of study, which I've actually it's interesting because you brought you you're using that uh with um lectio divina thank you lectio divina I was actually thinking oh we wonderful one day to talk about that in our in our seminary classes but yeah not necessarily to do it because that's not my method of I mean, we do, <laughs> we all do our version of it but I, but that's systematized but just yeah. to talk about ways of studying texts and reading texts I'm thinking maybe how many, to bring it into the discussion of how to study uh, meditate on 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 shastra right so it's interesting that you've on your own are taking this text in that way so it's a very yeah um, so we'll pick we pick a random verse and then yeah. uh do lectio divina on the random verse wonderful wonderful we're also talking about florilegia so collecting quotes and making your own text yeah. so yeah, yeah that's very nice also good good so if those are interested it will be on the um on the in the student group or some on on the seminary page yeah, or, or you up. can go or you can find giddy online john flicker on facebook and connect it with them that way right or uh, durgadasi like that uh, so it's very very i listened to the recording and it was i was very impressed and very satisfied with the way that is going to go because also it allows also not only is it the meditative contemplative way of studying prayerful way of studying but also um some discussion and our students, they're all bringing all of you, I mean, our scholars in your own right in different ways and bring different things to the discussion. So uh, the ways of meditating uh, on the text, historical nature of the text and some of the, I was, I was very satisfied to hear it. So very smart group. Yeah, very you smart group. Well, Guruji, in educating yeah. them all. Yeah, so. No, no, I'm very, very, I'm, I, yeah, I, don't, I didn't say I was proud, but I'm proud also. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you, not of me. I didn't do most of that. You guys, you guys have everybody has gone so much study on your own. All the prepping is going somewhere. Guruji, you're the mirror. Good night.